Welcome to Defeat PPD. I am your host, Arielle Wozniak, and this is episode number 11. Today, we are talking about breaking the cycle of a negative thought. And before I get into today's episode, I do want to talk about something that is going to be important to understand the rest of this episode, and that is this concept of rumination. So have you ever heard of rumination before? It's actually the process of cycling through a repeated thought. And when you're struggling with depression or anxiety, typically that is some sort of negative thought or a lie. And it's something that you repeat to yourself multiple times and you kind of digest it, let it become a part of you, and then you regurgitate it, so to speak, And think on it some more, meditate on some more, and then digest it again and go through this process of just bringing it back up and constantly going through this cycle of this negative thought. And it's usually the same thought repeated over and over, the same kinds of thoughts repeated over and over until it brings you into this hopelessness and this depression. And so this concept of rumination is what we're going to be talking about today. It's usually used to bring about some sort of like negative in your life. So bring about depression, anxiety, whatever it is. But I want to share with you how I've used rumination and what it has done for me. So like I said, rumination is just a lie that you believe or a negative thought that you're repeating over and over. And so for me, when I was going through postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, that thought was that it was never going to end. I was always going to be depressed. There was no way out. It was kind of just like this entirely black space, black room, just me alone. And that was the way that my life was going to be. And I would often think to myself that, okay, not only is it not getting any better, but it's only getting worse moment by moment and day by day. Everything is getting worse. I'm feeling more depressed. My life is just more a mess than it was yesterday, today. And so I want to share a story with you that I have never shared publicly, and this will be my first time sharing it. So walk with me through this experience that I had just last year after giving birth to my baby girl. So my husband and I were actually a part of an apartment missionary team. And in short, it just means that we get the opportunity to live in an apartment community, to interact with all of our neighbors, to make friends, to love on our neighbors, to love on the staff here in our office, and then to throw events that bring people together and make them feel connected and at home. And so that's something that we've gotten to do for about three years now. And it's been a huge blessing in our lives, um, just as it's been in the lives of our neighbors and residents. And so we were doing one of these events last year after I had given birth And I didn't think that I was going to be able to do the event in the first place. So I had to really motivate myself to take a shower that day, 
Once I got out of the shower, I sat on the bed in my towel for about 30 minutes, just totally thinking about everything wrong and how awful I felt and how much I just wanted this to be over and just all of these thoughts that were not productive thoughts. And so I sat there and that for about 30 minutes. And then finally, my husband came in. He's like, hey, we don't have much time before the event starts. We really need to get going. And so I said, okay, let me go ahead and get dressed, get on my clothes. And we walk over to where we're actually hosting the event, which is on site at the community. And we get there, we set up the table for the event, and it was probably one of our most basic events. If you've ever um, been to one of our events, like if you're a friend or a family member and you've volunteered with us before, you've seen the type of events that we usually host. I did not feel that I could do anything of the caliber that I was used to doing. I wanted to set up a basic table, put a tablecloth over that, and just hand out the goodies that we were handing out that day. And so um, it was not a lot of work, but it was a lot of work for me in that time that I was going through. And I was typically the one who came up with all the event ideas and actually um, walked through the process of executing. And my husband just kind of came alongside me and he would be more of like the handyman. Um, I was the, the idea concept and all of that. And so we're at this event and I'm sitting, standing behind the table and I'm just handing out the goodies to the kids as they get off the bus. Um, Just very lackluster, Um, no real like emotion. Typically I'd be like, Hey, how was your day? I hope you enjoyed school. What's going on? You know, we have our next event coming up and all these different things, just a lot of personality and talking and all those things that we would typically do at events. I did none of that at this event. In fact, while I was in the middle of serving our neighbors, I actually had a panic attack. And so I was doing my best to focus on serving my, my neighbors. But at the same time, I was having this deep internal struggle where my heart was beating extremely fast. I'm sweating. I'm starting to get dizzy. I feel like I'm going to pass out and I just cannot handle it for another minute. So I go through this panic attack. The event ends and I'm sitting on a couch with my husband, um, still on site where we were doing the actual event. And I said to him, I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I was in the middle of serving our residents and I had a panic attack. I'm over it. I just want to give up and that's it. I'm just throwing in the towel. I've fought as hard as I can and I cannot get over this depression. I cannot get over this anxiety and I certainly cannot get over this panic. And so we sat there and I'm just in tears and not even knowing what is the next step for my life. Where do I go from here? I don't want to even live another moment. Like what, what do you do from that, that moment when you're just in the pit, the lowest that you can get, you've hit the rock bottom and you're just like, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to even go on. And so I told my husband all of this and we knew of one facility in the entire U.S. that catered to women who were in the postpartum period that were going through depression and anxiety. 
that was the only facility in the entire United States. And they only have five beds within that facility. So all of the U.S., there are 500,000 plus women who will be diagnosed every single year with postpartum depression. And here is the only facility and it has five beds, five beds for the entire U.S. That to me is mind blowing that we don't even have the resources out there, or at least we didn't, to my knowledge, have the resources out there for someone like me who was struggling and needed some intensive care to get through that period. So I called up my therapist and I let her know, hey, this is what's going on. I really feel like I need to go to this facility. I don't feel like there's any other option besides dying, really, truly. Um, So this is it. This is my last chance. And so I told her she ended up contacting the facility, which um, happened to be in North Carolina, So she contacted the facility and they gave me a call and we went through some questions and all that stuff. And thankfully they did have one, one bed open. And so we got all that together. Um, It's going to be super expensive to be able to make the trip to North Carolina for someone to stay with um, my two boys And for someone to drive with me to North Carolina and all those things, we only have one family vehicle. And so renting a car so that one car can stay at home, one car could go to North Carolina and just all the logistical piece of it. I didn't know how that was all going to work out because it was a large sum of money that we would need to be able to make it happen. Thankfully, our community came behind us as well as the company that I was working for at the time. Amazing, amazing company. Um, They were able to help with getting the funds together for us to be able to make this trip to North Carolina and for me to get to this facility. And so I get to this facility, which is a whole nother story in itself. And it's not at all what they had talked themselves up to be. This facility was supposed to be a place where there was mother-daughter bonding um, or mother-child bonding rather. Uh, This facility was supposed to be a place where they had classes like yoga classes teaching you how to meditate and to focus and they had faith classes and uh, just all these great things on their website and I get there and they have none of them. It's literally the opposite of what was advertised online is what they have going on in the facility. And so... In that moment, I had a choice to make whether or not I was going to stay once I found out that it was nothing like they had claimed it for it to be. And so I made the decision that I wanted to come home and I really feel that through this experience, even though it was not what it was supposed to be, it gave me a little bit of hope. And the reason why it did give me a little bit of hope is because The women that I encountered there all were in a much deeper, darker place than I was, which was really hard to imagine. And it was also truly heartbreaking to me 
because here I was so concerned about everything that I was experiencing that I hadn't even taken the time to look up and see that there were so many other women around me that were struggling even harder than I was. And so when I saw that, that just gave me some sort of passion that, hey, I have to get up because there are women behind me that depend on me getting up to be able to get their healing. And so when I was there, I did have the opportunity to speak with some of the ladies and kind of speak life into them. Even though I was at my rock bottom, I was still able to speak life into other women while I was there. And that just gave me tremendous hope. And so that hope is what carried me through. I still had, um, once I got home, I still had a lot of things to work through. I still had this deep desire to just feel like myself again. And I still felt some sense of hopelessness because I wasn't yet feeling better and I didn't understand why. But I also still had that little ray, that little ray of hope knowing that, okay, I'm not in the worst place possible and I was able to speak life over people who were in a much darker place than I was. And so I actually had this epiphany, if you will, and it was revolving this rumination. It was revolving this repeated negative thought pattern. And what I realized is that rumination got me into depression And I could use rumination to get me out of depression. So all these times when I just used this this negative thinking and kept thinking that there's no way it's getting better, I'm getting worse, and just all of that just compiling on top of itself and just repeating that over and over, meditating on that really, and just not interjecting with any sort of positive, that's what got me to the depression. So I figured if I was just as intentional about ruminating on the positive, I could somehow get out of this hole. And being in the facility is what actually inspired me to do that. Because seeing that situation and then being able to think something positive in the midst of literal hell on earth, being able to think something positive showed me that I could still use rumination to my advantage. And there's a scripture that really sticks out to me and has been a guiding scripture for me. And it's Philippians 4, 8. And it says to fix your thoughts on what is true and pure and lovely and admirable. Think on those things. And I didn't actually understand that, like what that scripture meant until I went through postpartum depression and until I really started to notice what rumination was and what it meant to meditate on a thought over and over and over. That's what Philippians 8 is telling you to do. It's telling you to meditate on good thoughts and to meditate on what is true and what is pure. And so I came up with this plan to start doing that on a daily basis. I meditated on multiple scriptures and two of them that I want to share with you that have been impactful to me are Jeremiah 29 11, which you've probably heard before because most of us have. And this is 
my summing it up. This is not actually from any um, version of the Bible, but in Jeremiah 29, 11, God says, I know the plans I have for you. There are plans to give you a future and a hope. So when I was going through all these tough times, I could say to myself, he knows the plans he has for me. They're plans to give me a future and a hope. And then the other one is 2 Timothy 1.7. And it says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And another version says power, love, and self-discipline. That we are the ones who are actually in control here. I have a sound mind. My mind is working exactly as it should. I just have to make the choice to meditate on what is good and what is pure and what is true. And whenever I would notice myself going into this cycle of hopelessness, I would just refocus my thoughts. I would fix my thoughts on what is true. And so the cool thing is for whatever lie you're believing, there is a truth in the Bible that corresponds with that lie. So in my example of just feeling this hopelessness, like was, this was never going to end, Jeremiah 29, 11 tells me the truth about that situation, that God has a plan to give me a future and a hope. So yes, I may feel like I don't have a hope right now, but he has a plan to give me a future and a hope. And so the issue um, that you would run into when you're going through something like this is that your mind is now already kind of in this natural state of negativeness. I don't even know if that's a word, but this natural state of negativity where everything that you go through is viewed through this negative lens. And so when you go through something, you don't see the positive of it. You're only searching for the negative. And what you seek, you will find. So what you actually have to start doing, which is tough, is to look for the positive. Look for the positive in whatever situation you're going through. And if you can't find it, then just start to speak the truth. Just start to speak the truth over your situation. Go and find that corresponding, corresponding truth to the lie that you're believing and meditate on that. And I will share with you that when I was going through this process, a lot of times I would get really frustrated with myself and I would think, okay, I've been thinking about this positive thought. I've been meditating on this truth. Why am I still having negative thoughts? Why am I still feeling hopeless? And the thing about it is, is that while you're building up the hopelessness, you're not constantly looking for, okay, so when am I going to feel hopeless? When am I going to feel hopeless? No, you're just doing it. You're just doing it until one day you get to the hopelessness. And it's the same process with building hope and building faith. You just have to do it until you get there. Don't keep asking the questions of when am I going to be better? When is this going to end? Like, when am I going to stop having these negative thoughts? Just keep doing it. Because I promise you, and God promises this in his word, that if you would focus on the truth, then you would have peace So that's all you have to do is just continually do that. Be intentional about focusing on the truth, focusing on what's pure and what's admirable. And so through this process, 
I have learned how to use rumination for my advantage. Because if you are someone who is constantly thinking about the negative, constantly thinking of the same thought over and over and over, you're going through the process of chewing up that thought, swallowing it, throwing it back up, chewing it some more, swallowing it, and going through this over and over, you actually have a very powerful skill at your hands. You're just using it for the wrong reasons. And so if you have this powerful skill, you just need to redirect it. And so I would look at it as actually having an advantage. You have an advantage of being able to focus on the same thought multiple times a day, meditate on that thought, and actually change your life through that thought. So let that settle in. You have something powerful. You're just using it the wrong way. So my encouragement for you today would be to find whatever or identify whatever lies you're believing right now. What are those negative thoughts that you think multiple times a day? And write those down. And then I want you to write down the corresponding truth. So look in the Bible, look in his word and find what truth directly aligns with the lie that you're believing. And then every single time that lie comes up, speak the truth. And I'm not saying that it's going to be easy because it's not. It's a very intentional process. It's labor intensive, but it will produce much fruit. So if you're going through this process of rumination and you want to kind of turn it the other way, flip it from this negative rumination to a positive rumination, then this is what you have to do. You have to be intentional about your thoughts. You have to start taking your thoughts captive. You have to identify lies in your thinking so that you can correct them with the truth. And I promise you that if you do this, you will start to use this powerful tool that you already have for your advantage. So like I said, if you're struggling with rumination, think of it as your advantage. It doesn't have to work against you. It can work for you, for your good. So that is all that I have today. I hope that this is encouraging to you if you are struggling with rumination, which is very common in postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety. Um, So if this was helpful to you, please make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. If you know anyone who's struggling with postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, or even just depression and anxiety, and you think that this could be helpful to them, please do share it. I appreciate every subscription. I appreciate every share. Um, I just want to get the word out there and help people to get true healing. All right, well, that's the end of this episode and I will see you on the next one. You have a great day. Bye-bye.